Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. And hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I am joined in studio by Sharon McNamara. Good morning. Good morning. It's the two of us today. Just the two of us. We can can make make it if we try. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And lucky for all of our listeners, this is not a karaoke show. (laughs) It is a real estate show. Um, Although some people might be entertained by our karaoke skills. Uh, They certainly would be. And we have like the best of the best. I love when Tim is our producer. Yeah, right? Yeah, baby. Yeah, we have Tim in studio at WATD in Marshfield as we are in our home office here at Boston Connect Real Estate. You know what? We are the... uh what are we? We are the sponsors of this wonderful radio show that we have here. I love this. Let's just listen to music for the next hour. Sounds good to me. <laughs> um, so, again, you are listening to Talk Real Estate, and here's what our topic is going to be uh, with the, just the two of us here. So, how's the market? How's the market? <laughs> just the two of it's us. It's a simple question, but a loaded one, for sure. <laughs> I know. I actually love this song, and I didn't realize it until right now how much I love it. Maybe it'll, it's got to make it on your, to your boat playlist. We're building castles in the sky for people. Part of that know? Yacht Rock set, right? <laughs> yeah. There you go. Awesome. So, um, yeah, so I get the question all the time, how's the market? And you always get... I really always get anything question mark because everyone knows that I'm looking yep. <laughs> looking for something. So now instead of asking like, "Oh, have you found it?" like people will just see me and be like, "Anything, anything," and it's I like know exactly what they mean. Anything. Yeah. So for those who don't know, Melissa is on a home search. You've been doing. You've been on the search for over a year. Yeah, just about. Yeah, yeah, just about a year. Yeah, you, I know you're going to an open house. Oh, you're going to, to a showing today, right? Yeah, I actually canceled it. I'm going to go to the open house tomorrow instead. Oh. Um, it's at the top of my budget, and I have a feeling it's going to go over. So I'm just yeah not getting my hopes up. So. So I'm and that's just going to go to the open house tomorrow. That's what we want to talk about a little bit today, too. It's like buyer fatigue. It is real. And, you know, I was talking to Mark this morning about, you know, what we were going to talk about on the show. And I was like, oh, any ideas what we should discuss? Yes, we make our decisions uh, the day of. And... Um, He's like, well, don't do something that's such a downer. And and I was like, well, you know, it, it is a downer. It Yeah, it it's is. It's real. Like, this is what people are feeling. I mean, we were, I know, because I see you every day, so I know what you're going through. I know that my niece and her fiance are looking, and I saw them a couple weeks ago at a family function. And they, not only are they feeling fatigue on the inside, you can see it on the outside now. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ugh, you know, there's just nothing out there. And I thought today we could dive into a little bit of why and what are the indicators to show. 
show us if it's going to get any better. But um, I know the past couple uh, shows, uh, Kristen Howlett, full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connected Real Estate, has been filling in, and we've been talking about scams. Yeah. And then, lo and behold, how timely was it? There was a scam that came across your desk. <laughs> there was a scam. So I'm going to share it. And if you didn't get the opportunity to listen to either Tuesday night show or the set last Saturday show, tune into that at our podcast, which is Talk Real Estate Roundtable. You can get there on any podcast app or you can... Uh, I actually, you know, WATD has our podcast on their website as well. And you can just go to talkrealestateroundtable.com. But we were talking about different scams and trying to make people aware of them so they are not taken advantage of. And unfortunately, a lot of the scams go towards seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, and not seniors in high school, senior citizens is what I'm talking about. So anyways, there was one. Did you discuss it at all? With Kristen, the whole land one, like not the one that you literally sent, came out, no, but like that, in general. Oh, land, not so much land, okay, because um, I hadn't really heard of much scams. Like, it's just I feel like it's such a different avenue. Like mm-hmm. when you're selling land, um, that we didn't really dive too much into it, and then you sent us the email, like what the next day? Yeah, the next Wednesday. Day. So, um, Social Realtors, which I am part of that board, I'm part of all of the local boards just because I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate and a full-time real estate agent here. you do sell real estate, too. I do sell real estate, yep. Still doing it. That's my love. Um, Live video block, it looked like... Oh, because the song. Oh, the music. Yeah. Okay, we're going to resume that for those watching us on Facebook. Um, Boy, Facebook is really on top of stuff, huh? Yeah. Um, So, anyways... I got from Social Realtors, we got over um, a warning that there was a scam, and this is how the scam worked. Now, it was with land, but we have heard, when I was talking to all my friends on Clubhouse, who I'm on every day, and it's agents from different parts of the country, one of the um, agents, Anna, from Philly, she, uh, she actually had said about this land one. So the way that it worked was somebody from somewhere found a piece of land that was owned outright. They called a real estate agent in our local board. So this was on the South Shore. The land was also local. And again, this land was already paid in full. So there was no mortgage or loan on it. The person called, said that they were the owner of this land and that they wanted to sell the land. And they sent over a copy of what their passport and a license or something. Mm-hmm. But the agent was asking prompting questions that led her to believe that perhaps this wasn't 100% the owner of the land. Yeah. And I saw like in the email that like the person who said that they owned the land, they kept changing their phone number because they were like, in another country like they were traveling and they kept changing like their location and their phone numbers so that's what sort of like prompted the agent to be like wait a minute like there's something not right here yeah because when i go to another country i don't change my phone number every day no like you would either get international on your phone or use like what whatsapp yeah whatsapp yeah um Yeah, so that prompted her to look deeper into the deed of the land and called the homeowner. um, And was did they call the homeowner or did they call the previous listing agent? Um, I'll look it up. I'll look because I have two stories mixed up right now because I know Anna was telling a story as well. And so either way, they got in touch with the seller of the property and. they were like, no, absolutely not. We are not selling our land. So um, you just have to be careful with those types of things. And I'm not, you know, I wish that we had brought an attorney on with us today. Well, we didn't realize that we were going to bring this up as a topic, but I'm wondering if there is something that you can put on your deeds when you are like at the registry. You know, you can have a homestead and stuff. I wonder if there's something that you can put on your deed to alert you. So if any of our uh, real estate attorneys are up and listening to us this morning, uh, I'd love to know that answer. If anybody knows, you can call into the studio, 781-837-4900. When we go to a break, I can actually, uh, I'll actually reach out to Emmanuel or Amy and see if they know. 
Yeah, I have the email here. Yeah. So let's see. The realtor who was contacted with this imposter became yeah, suspicious. Yeah, read it. Read the whole thing. Oh, okay. Hello. <laughs> I was just contacted by a detective at Plymouth Police Department about an incident where someone stole the identity of a landowner in Plymouth and tried to sell his undeveloped property without his knowledge. The realtor who was contacted by this imposter became suspicious and was able to stop the sale before it went through. The police believe this person will try this again. This person contacted a realtor and told them he was out of the country but wanted to sell the land quickly. He produced a license and a passport and the real owner's information on it. Different picture. So he made a license Mm -hmm. with a different picture. He didn't have a picture of them, but all the right information. The realtor had a buyer lined up, but became suspicious when the imposter kept switching locations abroad and phone numbers. The realtor looked up information on the real owner and got in touch with him to verify it was a scam. So essentially did what I did and was like stalked somebody and found them and then was like, hey, are you really selling your land? Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so, and then it just gives some information about the, the police department to um, contact. But, yeah, so, you know, I, I, there are imposters out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the how, think about how easy that was. Like, someone just literally, I mean... I, mm, I I will say that I did have a li- a, a fake license <laughs> when I was in college. I mm-hmm. was a little bad my freshman year, and there was a um a, there was you know it had correct information and picture, and it was just it was a bad in- instance. But this these types it's of things bad have, instance. Do you know how many people had fake IDs? I mean, yeah, you were no. in college. I was like sixteen. Yeah, but. People are doing it all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. someone just tried to sell land with a license that they made. Like, it's crazy, too. I was trying to get into the one bar that Lakeland, Florida had (laughs) at the time. (laughs) You had to cross, you had to walk across a railroad track. Oh, my goodness. Um, If you are listening, if you have any questions for us um, about this topic of scams or, you know, how's the market, buyer fatigue, any of those things or any other topic about real estate, give us a call. uh, 781-837-4900. We have Tim in studio and um, he will pipe you right over to us uh, here in the studio. So anything? Anything? What about what? About real estate? <laughs> no, like, well, what is that? What you said people are asking you. Anything? Oh, yeah. Anything. Anything. No. Like, okay, so I did have a showing today. I was going to go at 12 o'clock. Like, personal life gets in the way. I'm not really feeling that well, mm-hmm. and I already don't think that I'm going to get the house. So I just didn't want to overextend myself, get myself, because it is a really cute house. But now that... Now that I'm looking, and I thought it would be under my budget, but mm-hmm. now with interest rates, it is my budget. You know, I just don't want to fall in love with something that I, I'm, it's just there's no chance because there's 80 other people that are going to be, mm-hmm. you know, lining up to see it. So I was like, you know what? I'll go to the open house tomorrow, and Monday I'll deal with if I'm going to put in an offer or not. Yeah, and I just feel that, I mean, there's a lot of different things that we can talk about with that whole scenario and how you're feeling because now there have been listings that I've had that I thought for sure we were going to have multiple offers on it. Yeah. And lo and behold, we didn't. And mm-hmm. I think the reason was because of what you're saying right now. I don't want to get my hopes up. Everything's going over asking. I I don't want to get myself just down in the dumps yeah. Even more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can afford a lot less than what you could a year ago, right? So yeah. that was like one of the articles that I've been reading a bunch of different articles. And um, one of them was first-time buyers need to earn 13% more than a year, to, a year ago to afford the typical... U.S. starter home. I mean, and for you, I mean, you were already working two jobs. So, like, to make 13% more, it seems um, a bit much, right? Yeah. I mean, I've already extended myself, I feel like, as much as I can. Mm -hmm. And also, you know, I... 
it is I'm on my own. So, you know, there's a lot of first time home buyers that are doing it with a partner or whatever mm-hmm. and um and I'm so stubborn that I won't take anybody's help. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just and I, I said this to you uh, um one of the houses that we were um looking at and I ended up putting an offer in, didn't get it, but I said to you, like, if I can't afford to do this on my own, I can't afford to do it at all. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm not gonna be able to like, cause at the end of the day, even if somebody did help me purchase something at the end of the day, they walk away and I'm the one left there. And mm-hmm. like, I can't overextend myself with that too. And you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess it is buyer fatigue because I'm like, I feel like, you know, not to sound like a brat, but like, mm. I feel like I deserve it. Like I, I've worked so hard and I've gotten to this place, you know, that mm-hmm. I feel like, I just, this is what I want. This is my goal. And to have like nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like nothing and just yeah. to feel defeated, it just doesn't make the process feel good. I know. And we'll dive in a little bit after the break too, is, you know, what got us here? How do we get out of it? And I don't, I'll be honest, you know, I don't consider them, I am certainly not an economist, but I am in love with a lot of them. I love numbers. I could geek out on numbers all day, every day. I just love looking at them. Um, And you have to be careful with numbers because you have to be careful what you're reading because it can make the numbers look like what it wants it to look like. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So you have to be careful with that. But like looking at it from a very broad view in what's going on nationally, here's another headline. First time home, oh no, um, housing market update. The typical U.S. home buyer's monthly payment is up nearly 20% from a year ago and that's what you were just discussing yeah I mean in reality now I'm looking like maybe $75,000 less than what I was Mm -hmm. when I got pre-approved about a year ago and I mean this is not to minimize where you are I mean you like you said you are a single woman Mm -hmm. you know doing this on your own for you and Zoe your cat (laughs) and you know you you put yourself in a position where this is exactly how how much I feel comfortable with every month. I know that I can make this happen for yeah. the next 30 years of my life, Yeah, right? And then when the rates went up, this is these are some of the things that happened that are making it so much more difficult. And again, maybe our listenership right now, you're not probably the first time home buyer, but it does affect everybody all the way up. You know what I mean? Because when we'll get into some of those things too. But since you, it's 20% more, the payment is yeah. 20% more. That is a whole lot of money. I mean, so if you were, your only options as a first time home buyer were, I have to decrease what, my, what I can buy. Mm-hmm. And again, that price point, that's what I was starting to say. Like the price point that you were in was already difficult. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like, it's very much a typical first time home buyer <laughs> price yeah. point, you know? And even though I'm looking like, what, $75,000 less, like, it's the payment is still either the same or actually more yeah. than, than okay. what I was, you know. I just think of, and I can only use this, this house that I had under agreement in December as an example because it's the only house I've ever had an accepted offer on. But, like, that payment was so much less than like a house that I was looking at that was $25,000 less than what I was under agreement for. Like Mm -hmm. the payment, and it is the interest rate. So the interest rate was so much different, Mm -hmm. um, you know, between that house and- I don't think that you have regret from not going forward with the other one, right? No, I definitely don't. It definitely made me realize like the things that like are a no for me. Um, And the thing is, is that the longer that you're looking, and I don't know if this is for everybody, but this is just how I've been thinking is like the longer that I'm looking for things, the more I realize that I don't want certain mm-hmm. things. Like, so yeah, I, I guess I am not settling for something, but there's also nothing to settle for. So mm-hmm. like, oh, well, take it, take for instance, the house that we looked at mm-hmm. um, recently yeah. together. And you're like, do you want Mark to come and look at it? And I was, said no. And you're like, well, what? And I was like, Yes, the house is perfect, but the lot was awful. Yeah. The like it wasn't even so much that the lot was awful. It was just where it was located. Those are what you can expect. Those are things, yeah. The lots. It was the people next door. Just be blunt about it. Yeah. I mean, it was just not it it it's 
I'm sorry, but I'm not going to buy a house for a certain any price and have all of my neighbor's junk like essentially mm-hmm. all over the backyard and seeing everything like just and it's not even I mean it's like barrels and just trash trash everywhere and I'm just like what is happening like here flattened floats and stuff like that right everything um parts of for uh, like and it was just like too much but but very much I did not like the lot um I thought the house had a lot of potential and it would have been really cool even though it's like it was super dark but I feel mm-hmm. like you could bring it back to life um did that go under agreement yeah, it did. It took a little bit, but... Uh-huh. Um, That's the other thing, too, is um, we'll look at statistics, too, is, like, are things staying on the market a little bit longer because there's buyer fatigue, but then I'm going to call it seller greed. So, it, it, well, it's interesting because I um, I reached out to an agent last week because there were three houses that came on in my price point. <clears throat> I reached out one of them, just absolutely no showings whatsoever. Like went on the market on a Monday. I talked about this on Tuesday. Went on the market on the Monday, absolutely no showings until the open house on Saturday. I mean, come on. I said on Tuesday, I go, that is not fair. I'm sorry. It's not fair when you have this many people looking at that price point. Now they have to wait five, six days to see this house. Don't you think that they've already been through enough? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. don't you think that it's been stressful enough and now you have to sit and wait with however many people mm-hmm. to see this house? And now your open house is going to be insane today. Sorry. I'm and not they, even, go- I'm not even attending it. Like, they, but they do that on purpose. They do it on purpose. The but other it, one. Could, it could fall right and flatten their face because... Even not doing that. Exactly. It, I'm not going. Yeah, you're not going. A bunch of other people won't go. And a bunch of people who go are going to see all the activity there. And they're going to say exactly what you said at the beginning of the show. I'm probably not even going to go. I'm not even going to put in an offer because I don't feel as if I can compete. That yeah. has happened to me twice in this year. And I don't even do that nonsense where you can't show it. You put it on the market, accept showings right away. Yeah. I think MLS needs to change that. I think there are a lot of things that need to be changed with MLS right now because there's like this huge thing that's going on with like two companies that are going to be merging with each other. It's just craziness out there. Well, with the other, um, and I know we're going to take a break in a second, but with the other house that came on, um, because the third house is the one that I canceled today, but I'm going to go to the open house tomorrow. The second one, um, it was, oh, they, they weren't using showing time, which is a service that we used um, with our clients and other agents to schedule showing. Which we're getting rid of. Which we're getting rid of. Um, <laughs> and um, they didn't use showing time, so it was just call the listing agent. So I called the listing agent, the voicemail is full. So I'm like, all right, so I'll text them. Text the listing agent. He, he gives the information to me. I asked to schedule an appointment. Um, he said yes, whatever. Um Meanwhile, he then he texts me. Um, so we we had an office pool party mm-hmm. on Thursday, and um, we he texts me and said, "Hi, we have multiple offers. Um, we're most likely going to be canceling um, the open house. Like, can you get in sooner?" And I said, I "Give him credit for that." Yeah, give him credit for that. I said. Um, I can't get in sooner. I'm actually, um, we had our Boston Connect party at Sharon, I mean, at um, Mary and Sam's house. So I said, I'm sorry, but I'm hosting a company um, party today. Um, since you already have, you know, multiple offers, you know, good luck with those, whatever. Um, if you don't cancel the open house, please let me know. So this was Thursday. And he said, oh, yeah, like, um, we're most likely going to be, you know, accepting an offer tonight. And I was like, good luck. And he said, good luck to me, too. Look, today, it's still active. The open house is still there. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, so what's the what what's going on? Like, did you just have you not gone in there and canceled the open house and changed it to contingent? Or did you not have uh, multiple offers? Uh, No. Do you think he was trying to scare you? I don't know. That's a very good question, Tim, right? Because as soon as you said that, that reminded me of an experience I had a little while ago at the dealership. I went to go look at a car, and um, I wasn't there talking with them five minutes, and they said, well, you see these other two people, they're here to look at the car, too. And I was like, okay. Oh, shit. They tried to pull that on Sharon, too. So did you fall for it? No, because I really didn't care. Yeah. And and this was a shot in the dark. I drove up to Nashville, New Hampshire to look at it. So, you know, it was... And when I looked at it in person, there were things I saw in the car that were not in the pictures. So, 
It was like, nah. And, yeah. and, and they weren't willing to budge on anything. And just so I was like, all right, we're done. Bye. Yeah, see, and that's yeah. the thing is, like, I don't think that those scare tactics work. And that's the thing why we talk about it on this show all the time. And we talk about it where, when we're meeting. Like, having a team that's on your side that is really there for you and mm-hmm. for your best interest mm-hmm. is so important. You know, you go on to these websites. And, again, you go on to Zillow and Trulia and all these other websites. They're they're charging agents. Agents are buying leads. So you're not getting the listing agent. If you think you are, you are not. Yeah, well, I went on, what did I go on? Zillow today for something on my phone. I looked up um, something and it said, be connected to a buyer's agent. It didn't yeah. say be connected to the listing agent. Now it says like be connected to the buyer's agent, to a buyer's agent. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah. Yeah. Well, at least they're being a little. At least they're being a little bit more that. transparent. Yeah. But but before we go to a break, I Tim, I had that same experience with when I bought my car two years ago, and I just happened to be visiting Casey up in you know the South End in Boston, and I was driving by um, the dealership, and I was like, oh, I'm going to pop in there, and do you know just see because my other car, when my cars get out of warranty, I tend to you know just trade them in and get a new one and um, i was just gonna say is it time to get another (laughs) when you said two years darling of course when you when you said two years i was like "Uh oh (laughs) is it almost time no because i don't have a lot of miles on it yeah you know what i mean so i like your car i like my car i like it a lot actually and um but you know i went i test drove the car i thought it was great and we were sitting there and they gave me the price and i was like okay it's in my budget i can afford it i've been sort of looking at other cars like similar and then they charged they were wanted a five thousand dollars on top of it and i said well what's this five thousand dollars for and they said supply and demand i go what no swear to god they said five thousand demand and they said i'm out of my region I was like, oh, I didn't realize that I regionally had to purchase a car. Yeah. Because I live in Pembroke and I was looking in Boston. They were going to charge Oh, you me. were out of the county. That's yeah. what it was. Oh, oh yeah. It's county I, tax. So, no. What? <laughs> I mean, kidding. what the hell is that yeah, all about? that's crazy. So I was like, well, um, supply and demand, I am standing here alone in your beautiful new building. Uh, it's me and like five sales reps and not a single soul. <laughs> no one is here to purchase this no, car. So it nobody. seems like the demand is pretty low. <laughs> yeah, right. But then they tried, they brought out, you know, all the people I say, like behind the curtain comes all these oh, people, boy. you know, right? And they're like, well, Sharon, you understand how this is. You're in real estate. Supply and demand inventory is low. So say, no, no, I don't. I don't do this foolishness of charging <laughs> Extra five thousand yeah. dollars. What are you talking? Oh, now about? that now that we have fifty people who are interested no. in this house, we're going to increase the price yeah. by ten thousand dollars. And we don't do that. Like, no. I mean, it's the buyers who are saying, "I really want this house, so I'm willing to pay." Let's even use that number. I'm willing to pay five thousand dollars more for this house because yeah. so many other people want it. And that's why I tried to explain to the dealership. I was like, "Listen." Um, if there were other people lined up, the choice would be mine. It's not yours. And I'd let you know, like, I'm not going to do that. I, well, I said 100%, I am never doing that. So either you take it off or I'm not buying this car. Yeah. They didn't believe me. I walked out. I got into my other car, which was perfectly fine, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So, and I drove down the highway on Route 3. I got off. And guess what? Range Rover's right there. And I pulled in and I said, oh, there's a, literally looked exactly the same. The only difference was the sunroof didn't open, which, and I thought, hmm, in my current car, have I ever even opened my sunroof? I didn't even realize I didn't have a sunroof until like a week after I bought my car because that's like how little I used it. I mean, I like having the light, but again, we're on a track right now, but I got to finish my story because it's a good one and Tim brought it up. So my sunroof didn't open. I was like, all right, I'm fine with that. I like the light and everything. And then it had like these, the other car had like a little armrest on the right, little, right-hand right side that you could pull up and down. Like if you were on an airplane, you know, mm-hmm. like it goes up mm-hmm. and down. I, the only two, dif- those were literally the only two differences. I got the car for $15,000 less. Yeah. How can that be? Yeah. Guess who called me two months later? 
Boston. Boston called and said, hey, are you still interested in that car? And I was like, are you kidding me? I thought me? there was a high demand. Yeah, no crap, right? Did I you mean, tell him that you bought a different Yeah, I was like, no, I'm sorry. You said no over this $5,000. And when I left you, I went to this other dealership in Hanover. That's in my region. <laughs> so, and I bought that. Yeah, and I bought that. All right, we're well past our little break, but we're going to take one just so we can recap um, uh, uh, ourselves. Regroup. Regroup ourselves here and get into some of the numbers and facts of why the market is the way it is, why buyers, the fatigue you're feeling is real, Mel. It's real. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Let's face it. We all get to the point in our lives when our current home no longer suits our everyday needs. With ever-changing living dynamics, addressing your future is all about right-sizing. You know, finding the right-size home for you right now. Are you ready to pay your own mortgage rather than somebody else's? Are you looking forward to living under your own roof? Do you often dream about buying your first home, but you're not sure where to begin? Let us help you find the right size for you right now. I'm Sharon McNamara, the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Let's face it, we all get to the point in our lives when our current home no longer suits our everyday needs. With ever-changing living dynamics, addressing your future is all about right-sizing. You know, finding the right-size home for you right now. Are you having difficulty with navigating multiple levels in your home? Are you finding that yard work is taking up all of your free time? Do the home maintenance projects seem never-ending? Let us help you find the right size for you right now. I'm Sharon McNamara, the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. Hello to all my South Shore neighbors. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. I'm Sharon McNamara, as the voice just said. I have Tim in studio. I have Melissa in studio here with me. Uh, just the two of us, but we can't get into that song because Facebook will take us down again. Yeah. But it was really good, so I don't really care what Facebook does because this is all about us being on WATD right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about us. It is. And I just told my story. And off air, I said to Melissa, I bet you they still have that car. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I should go there and be like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for yeah, um, a Range Rover that, you know, has one of those like airplane things. Yeah, that's a little armrest <laughs> on armrest. the side. Yeah. And you know what, Tim? I bet you that car is still up in Nashua. So if you change your mind. I'd oh, no, 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 class. no. See, this was, uh, I'll tell you what the car was. It was a, a used um Subaru Outback, I think it was a limited, and mm. it was black. It was looked really sharp on the website, but um, I opted instead, and I love it a lot more, uh, for a Mazda CX-5. Mm. I thought you were going to say, like, it looked better in the photos. It than... did. It did, okay, but then yeah. when I looked up close, there were these scratches on the back. Mm. I, I get it's a used car, but... And, and, and it is a Subaru Outback, of course. You're not just going to keep it in your garage and not go anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like, show those scratches in the picture. Let the people see it. Don't see it when you're seeing the car in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, too, you're driving all the way to Nashua. I mean, right. I, yeah. You know, I yeah. try to be very transparent when people will call me and they'll say, oh, I just say, you know, your best bet is to just Google, you know, the house that you're looking at and yep. try to get a, a visual. But it is really important to always go to that house. So um, so yes. we are talking today, you know, that question that we always get asked is, Ooh. how's the market? We have a phone call. We yes, do we do. From uh, one of our faithful listeners, it's Dick in Plymouth. Hello, Dick in Plymouth. How are you? Just ducky. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you, you remember months and months ago, you was... You remember Dick and Jane by any chance? Uh, you have to tell us the story, but maybe. Oh yeah, Dick and Jane, and you were on the water. water. Yeah, you were on the water. On, yep, on, and- on the water. We 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 never uh, put any additions on the house. We kept it small because we mm-hmm. wanted yep. the kids to grow up and move out. And, and you're I on the pond, right? Up, yeah, on the pond. I remember when you hung up. You had some questions. I wonder what this. I wonder what that is. So it's not Dick and Jane. It's Dick and Joyce. He was close. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and the mortgage, he was, you said, I wonder what his mortgage was. Oh, I wonder, too, but I have the numbers, so you could figure it out for me. Okay. The house was $20,000. Yep. We put $5,000 down, so I took a mortgage out for 15000 The In them days, I could pay my taxes separate. I paid the taxes on my own. So my mortgage was $100.31 for 20 years. Uh, so I paid $24,074.40. So I paid $9,074.40 over the... 15 I borrowed so mm. I don't even know what the interest is so let me ask you this is what do you feel the value of your house is right now oh anywhere between eight and a million yeah I was gonna say the same thing right oh I was gonna say closer to nine to a million probably from the way that you were explaining it to me so you got a very very good return on investment but I think that that's like and again I am a real estate agent and I'm telling people you know hey, we need more inventory, we need more inventory, and why are people not selling? This is a very good reason why people are not selling. I mean, you know, we have that lock-in effect, right? So people are, what, 70% of people in the United States have a mortgage um, that's less than 4%. So why would anybody leave? But it really does make sense to stay where you are. I mean, I've been in my house yeah. for 31 years. I paid $137,000 for my house. And yeah, I could probably get... I would guess 800 for my house, no? Mel? Oh, for sure. Uh, you yeah. could get more. Yeah, I mean, I would I mean, say minimally. I, I, yeah, I did buy another half acre land on the on the lake uh, years, years later, so I have 250-foot frontage on the lake now. And that's great. And you also said that you were one-level living, right? So you don't even have to worry about doing stairs, right, for you and not Ran- Jane, yeah, but ranch, ranch house, ranch house with a walkout cellar. In fact, I'm thinking of having the trim painted on the house, and I can't believe what they want to paint the trim. I've always painted it myself all these years, but I'm getting, I'm 84 now, and I just don't want to go up the ladder. Yeah, well, you but, shouldn't. Uh, you shouldn't. No, you just so, hire someone to do it. But I think that you should also invite me and Melissa down for, like, a little cookout. We want to sit in your backyard. Yeah, we want to sit in your backyard. <laughs> I was thinking about doing that. If, if you want to, want to come down, I'll give you 10 my address, and you call me on the phone. Okay, oh, yeah. We love to entertain. I love to gloat every time somebody comes. You know what I paid for this house? I would love that. So, you know what? We don't want you to give your information on air, but before you right. hang up, I want Tim to get it. And you know what, Melissa, maybe in a couple of weeks or something, we can take a ride down during yeah. the week and just like sit with you and Joyce. And you're, it sounds just just so like a like a peaceful. retreat. Yeah, yeah. peaceful. And we're not going to tell anybody where we're going because no. I don't want anyone to know where we are. I don't want anyone to find us. And yeah. we're going to shut off our phones and we're just going to hang out. <laughs> okay, we don't know Joyce. Dick yet. Dick, <laughs> Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Dick and Joyce, we're going to hang with them. Well, he invited us. Did you hear him? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was th- I was thinking of that, but I didn't know if you would uh, even consider it. I figured you guys might be too busy, but... I'm never too busy for you, so... Never. <laughs> and especially if you're going to let us come down. We'll bring food and, you know, we'll just sit... I just feel like I want to drink lemonade in their backyard. Oh, I have, lem- I have homemade limoncello. Oh, oh, now you're talking. All right, we'll Made be there. Up. Do you have a yeah, garden? Made out of 200, yeah, made, made out of 200 proof liquor. Oh, wow. Do you have a garden? Uh, my wife does. She has a lot of flowers. Uh, she gave up on a vegetable garden this year, but we okay. have uh, a lot of, not a lot, a lot of flowers. All right. Well, I She's have a, a bunch of squash. I have squash and tomatoes, yeah. so I'll bring the squash and tomatoes. You can bring the limoncello. It sounds like a date. Yeah, yeah. And you don't have to bring anything to eat. We just bring just eat picky stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like. Yeah. I like a picky. But I'll bring you. I'll bring you some zucchini from my garden. That that would we love. <laughs> okay, perfect. All right, Dick. Well, thank you for calling back, and that is just so intriguing because your mortgage was fifteen thousand dollars that you had to take that you took out on car. I just gave the example about a car that was fifteen thousand less <laughs> because yeah. I went from Boston to Hanover, and yeah, that's amazing. Well, you you did. I I think it makes sense. That's why people are staying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give I'll give uh, Tim. Uh, the numbers. All right. That yeah. sounds great. And tell Joyce that we said good morning and hello. Good morning. Hello. <laughs> oh, she's well, working out in the gym now. She's I already <laughs> been early. I went early. Oh, my goodness. Well, you have All a right, great Dick. day. Have a great day, Dick. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, All, right. All right. We'll see you. Bye-bye.
So, I mean, it's just so interesting, right? I mean, these, it's like it's an oxymoron. And I've always said, and you know, I mean, because you hear me talking to people all the time. And there are times when I tell people, I just don't think you should sell your house. I think financially, it makes a lot more sense to stay where you are. And that's exactly what Dick and Joyce did. I'm so glad we know her name now and we don't have to call her Jane. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, and that's exactly what Mark and I did, right? And, And I was thinking about like my neighbors, you know, a house just sold in our neighborhood and and yeah, I was talking to the listing agent on that property and it was like, well, everybody in that neighborhood has lived there for over 30 years. Yeah. That must be intimidating for people to try to move into a neighborhood like that. It, it Possibly. I mean, we know of like little communities that are very tight knit and, you know, mm. it's so when we go to sell something in there, like you, the whole yeah. neighborhood shows up and they're like, I know they want to interview everybody. And we're like, all right. Yeah, pump the brakes. <laughs> like, it's okay. I know exactly what you're talking about right mm. now, actually. Um, okay, so we were talking about, you know, hey, we get that question all the time. How's the market and buyer fatigue and it's real? And one of the things, and it is because of people like Dick and Joyce, and I'm not saying... I, I I don't blame them, actually. I fully understand why they wouldn't want to leave. I can't wait to see their house. I know. Um well, you literally just told the whole world that, like, we're going there, we're turning our phones out. Like, <laughs> I know. no one's going to be able to reach us. No one's going to know where we are. I mean, for one hour out of our entire life, I think people can handle it. But I, I pulled some numbers, and I know sometimes it's really difficult to talk about numbers when you're on air. Um, but if you have pen and paper, maybe take down the numbers. That's what I always do is I take notes as I'm listening to things like this. But... Okay, so year to date, so 2023 versus 2022 as of August 5th, which is today, right? So listing units, how many houses were on the market? So this is just Plymouth County. So in 2022, don't look at your notes, there were, and Tim, I want you to play along. In 2022, on August 5th, there were 648 houses on the market. How many do you think there are right now? Um, you want me to go first or Tim? Well, you're looking. Are you looking at numbers? No, I have. Okay, don't look. Okay, what do you think? Um, I would say like maybe high threes. Okay. Low fours. Like okay. maybe like, I'll say 400. Okay. Tim, what do you say? I think he's getting Dick's information. Oh, he's <laughs> yes, yes. I finally got his information. I'm sorry. What was the question? Okay, so in 2022, on August 5th, there were 648 houses on the market. Sounds like you're using a calculator. <laughs> I love it. I, I thought I heard him using a calculator. 2023. How many houses do you think in Plymouth County are currently on the market on this day versus last year? And I'll give you a hint. It's gone down. Okay. You said last year it was 648. Yes. All right. Um, I'm going to say 320. Okay. And Melissa said 400. There's 431. Mm. Oh, all right. Well, and think oh. about that trend. It's down. That's down 33.5%. 33% down. How many houses are on the market? All right. Average day on market. I'm not going to get into that because... I feel as if that number can never be properly indicated. Okay, so I'm not even going to go there. The average list price, let's talk about that. So the average list price in Plymouth County, so you have to think about Plymouth County. Cohasset is not Plymouth County, but think about like Hingham and Situate, um, the Cape, like Osterville, like, you know, there are some higher income uh, places, towns, right? Mm-hmm. The average list price in Plymouth County is $902,000 in 2022 on August 5th. What do you think it is right now? What, what was it? The average list price? The average list price, yep. Um, I would say it's higher, so like nine fifty. Okay, what do you think, Tim? Um, I'm gonna say six hundred. Okay, it's a million, a million oh, one, wow. a million, a million one fifty. Oh. So this is why first time home buyers or bu- home buyers in general are having a more difficult time. I just told you two of the indicators and why. Yeah, there is less inventory, and the va- the home prices are higher. So. The, okay, so again, 
Oh, Tracy Grady is online playing too. Oh, wait, she, what did yeah. she say? She said 425, and then she said, I win. Oh, yeah, she won. <laughs> okay, so Tracy won. So Tracy won. She should just call in. Why is she doing that? She can call in. I think she there's like the a little bit of delay on Facebook. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, I mean, this is the exact reason why things are so difficult. So I told you at the beginning of the show, I'm going to really, like, narrow in on this. The number of units on the market right now, there's 217 less than there was last year. So that's 33.5% left. So we're trending down. But the list price is trending up by 27%. 27 27.25% up. Yeah. So, I'm not I mean, okay, now let's put another variable in there. I'm, I'm loving this. And we're wondering why things are staying on the market a little bit longer. It's well, because people can't afford them. Well, pe- well, there is a... We have a doorbell. We do have a doorbell, but I'm not finished. So those are two variables, right? What's the third variable that's making it difficult for you? Interest rate. And the interest rate is going up. So the interest rate last year was probably hovering around four and a half. Yeah, I think I had a f- I think I had four and a half four when I had half. the yeah. house in Carver. Now it's remit. just under seven. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, yeah, when I um I think that's Tracy Grady, but when I had when I got my updated pre approval, it was like yeah. about it was like seven. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean this these are the reasons why it's really difficult. Hello to whoever our caller is. You are correct. It is Tracy Grady. Hello, Tracy Grady. <laughs> Tracy. Hello. Yeah, so um, I just want to introduce everybody to Tracy. So this is Tracy Grady. She is a full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connect Real Estate, along with her lovely husband, uh, Jim Grady. So they are the Grady team. They do, they service all over. The Grady um, Bunch. The, <laughs> the Grady Bunch. The Grady Bunch. I love That's it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll have to do that for you for next time. Yeah, that you're hosting for us. Um, this is a sort of a sad weekend for us because uh, we were supposed to be on the boat this weekend with the Grady's yeah. and Cuddy Hunk, but just for some personal uh, reasons, we have, we had to cancel. Which I'm so bummed about. But we'll anyways, get, we'll get there. We will. We will. We'll we will. We'll we yeah. will. We will absolutely get there. Yeah. yeah. So what are your thoughts on, on this? So, you know, I know everybody's asking you too. So how's the market? And and again, I think it's very interesting because you've had a couple listings actually that people are like, you're crazy. You're never going to get this price. And then... I've been attacked. Yeah. <laughs> I've been attacked and, over that. But we, we still got... I mean, we just closed on that a property that I did take a lot of heat for um, on Broadway in Hanover mm-hmm. that we just closed on. Um, and people are like, it's too high, it's too high. I'm like, you really got to get in and see it. You know, don't just say it's too high unless you have seen it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's crazy. The, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's going to fall, the market's going to fall apart. I'm like, unless inventory goes up, there's no falling apart in this market. I said, because yeah. you need houses to sell. You can't. Yeah. I think Melissa and I were talking about this last week. Taylor's down in Nashville. And they're predicting the national market is going to absolutely implode because in Gemini's price range, she pulled it up. There are 2,000 houses we could pick from in wow. our price range in Nashville. There's a lot of in new construction. Here, mm-hmm. Yeah, tons of new construction. I mean, they have been building and building. But 2,000 homes as opposed to maybe 10 up here in our price range. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so would they would consider that to be a buyer's market down there and a seller's market okay. up here. Correct. Absolutely. Huh. I was blown away. And she said that by next year, she read this article, that they would have well over 6,000 properties available to wow. purchase. So that's why they're predicting that that market is going to, you know, it's going to flip. It, it's, yeah. no, it's not a seller's market down there. It is up here. Yeah, so I wonder, though, with the prices, uh, the sellers and the builders, are they still thinking, hey, this market is crazy? Because when you look at national data, which is why I like to do both, right? Like what's going on in the in the whole country yeah. versus what's hyper-local. But if you keep yeah. hyper-local to Tennessee, I mean, are the, are the builders and contractors, if it's a lot of new construction? And now, how do homeowners, like resales, even compete with all that new construction? But are they yeah. are they reasonable with their prices? Yeah, they are reasonable with their prices. Yep. There was, yeah, they, like I said, there were, you know, hundreds of homes for us to look at. Taylor's like, you could have your smattering of whatever you want down here. You can get a pool. You can get, yes, yeah, there's tons. 
Oh, I'm so going to have to start looking it, down there. How is it warm yeah. there pretty much year round, or it's, what happens yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, they do get a little bit of snow, and when they when it snows down there, they basically closes down the entire state. <laughs> yeah, they don't know what to do. <laughs> they don't know what to do. Until it's like it's like a quarter inch of snow on the ground, and people are like, "Oh, it's chaos! Don't get in your car. You can't drive." Oh my gosh! Well, I know that you and Jim are very heavy listing agents, um, and like, so you do a lot of listings. You do a lot of new construction. Um, and you do also work with buyers. I mean, are you seeing this buyer fatigue with your clients? Yes. We actually, I will say, I'm very happy. We've been working with this, a young set of clients, and um, we did just get an offer accepted for them Yay. on a house. Yeah, we, we yeah. need the bells so. blowing for that one. Yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. It's like before oh. we would be like, oh, we got something like <laughs> under agreement for our clients. And we're like, oh, yay, that's, you know, good. We're happy for them. But now it's like, oh, my God, thank God. Oh. Like it's like this big miraculous thing almost like, you know. <laughs> yep, we were. Yeah, he knew that. He, I think he knew his offer was accepted when I actually called him as opposed to texting him. I'm like, <laughs> I've been saving this phone call for the big <laughs> moment. I said I didn't want, I wanted to wait. I said, he's like, when I saw your number pop up, I thought, well, this has got to be really good news because she never calls. She only gives us bad news through text. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I said, I've been saving the phone call for the good call, yeah. for the really good call. So I, yeah. I'm going to get into some numbers because we only have a couple minutes left here, right? So you heard my numbers earlier. So now I want to just talk about the 12-month activity, right? So mm. units listed, and Tim, I hope you're still listening too. So um, My ears is, are on. This is for 12-month activity, okay? So all of, let's just see, listed, blah, 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 sold. All right. This is 12 months. Units listed for 12-month activity as of August 5th. So we're just going back 12 months. In 2022, there were 6,204. So I'll let you know that it trended down. What Mm -hmm. do you think the number was for 2023? We had 6,204 for 12 months as of August 5th. I'd say 3,800. 3,800. Okay. Tim? I'm going to say... 4,200. Oh, okay. And Melissa? I'm going to say 5,000. 5,000. Okay. Actual retail price? Is 4,924. So Melissa actually loses because she went over and Tim is the closest. Oh, hey! (laughs) (laughs) But just think about that. So like when you look at, and again, it's really hard unless you're looking at the numbers. That is a difference of 1,280 homes in just Plymouth County. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're yeah. coming to the end. Yep, the trending down. So we trended down twenty percent, almost twenty and three quarters That's down. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah. in price changes, those aren't really happening. I I tend to think we're going to start to see some of those because I I was saying it earlier is I think that there might be some seller greed out there. Um, but oh, yeah. we're at the end of the show, and uh, thank you to Tracy Grady for uh, calling in this morning. How can people get in touch thank with you, you if they need some real estate questions answered? They can get in touch with me by calling 617-620-8484. And you can get Jim at 617-842-4019. Perfect. And we, we have a brand new listing that just came on. Oh, where is it? 282 King, 282 King Street in Hanson. Beautiful four-bedroom colonial. We're doing a company showing. Just call us. We're minutes away. Happy to meet you there anytime. We're available Perfect. all weekend. And you can go to bostonconnect.com and get their information. And thank you so much for joining us today, Melissa. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Dick and Joyce, thanks for calling in. We'll be down there for some limoncello uh, sometime soon. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Have a great morning. Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? WATTFM Marshfield. WBMS Brockton.